Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead. Take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. Peace, peace. You know what it is. Shamir S-K-Y-Z-O-O Skazu, live out the borough. And this is the NBA Exchange with my man Dexter Henry. You know how you doing it, man. Log on, tap in. Let's get into it. What up, what up, what up, everybody? Dexter Henry here, your host of the NBA Exchange. Happy Wednesday. Hopefully you're having a great one. It's a rainy one here outside in New York. So keeping myself inside and dry as much as possible. But we are in, as we talked about on Monday, when we had Kelsey Nicole Nelson with us. We are in the final week of the NBA season. There is still so much to determine, which I love. This is what I love about the playing tournament. There's still so much to determine here in terms of what's going to go on with the season. But we got a lot to talk about today. We're going to have a different conversation about NBA awards than you used to. Why? Because it's Wednesday. Because it's NBA with nuance day. Us not doing the things that you see other people doing. Got my man Gerard Hector here with me. Gerard is here. NBA with nuance Wednesday. We're going to talk about awards. But, you know, everybody's like, who's going to win MVP? Who's going to win defense play? And we're going to do that. We're going to have a show for that. Just want to let you know, we're going to talk a little bit differently uh, about the awards. Gerard, how you doing, man, on this rainy Wednesday? I'm good, man. Staying inside, staying dry. Uh, today is an off day for, for me in terms of resting, for running, so I was not out in the rain, though I have nice. done that before. Um, you know, it is what it is. Actually, rainy days are great days to run because ain't nobody else out there except for the real serious runners, so it's, it's quite nice. <laughs> yep, I've, I've seen the runners serious in the rain. I've looked at them like, what are you doing? But they're <laughs> Yeah, doing I, I've done it, and it's do. fine. Like I said, it's actually nice because you – the only serious runners are out there. And this is not about runners matter and nobody else does. It's just like when it's, you know, <laughs> when it's springtime, you I mean, you know, in the morning it's just like everybody's out. And it's like – Yeah, yeah. It's, just, it's a nightmare. Yeah. So days like today, it's like, all right, let's go. Cool. It's, it's, it's nice to not have to deal, <laughs> deal with that and there everybody out there. Uh, one thing that I think should be noted before we get into our NBA Awards discussion, guys, is and, – and Gerard, you know, Gerard, we know how much Gerard loves King James, okay? We know how much he loves King James and everything that King James has done for the game. But last oh, night, last night, his Lakers – were eliminated. And I thought because it's NBA with Nuance Wednesday and my man Gerard Hector was here. Look, I had to do it for Gerard. We have to do what needs to be done to show the Lakers the proper respect. I didn't talk to Gerard about this. He didn't know this was coming. But we here on NBA Exchange, we're going to pay the Lakers a little bit of respect like this. Yo, 
He broke out taps. <laughs> like, y'all, y'all play taps on him, man. It's a wrap. It's done. Listen. You got to show him the proper respect. <laughs> <laughs> and by proper respect, we mean all the disrespect. Look, it, it, it and, and this is, look, LeBron is who he is, right? Maybe the greatest player of all time. Um, what the player empowerment era, what he's meant to the game, all, all those things. I mean, you know what they are. Legendary status, all that. Leo, this construction of this team was poor. Like, there's just no way around it. And we've said it multiple times. Now, look, the other thing we can say about this, Dexter, to be fair, is, is that, you know, the LeBron James tenure in Los Angeles, right? Uh, he has one more year left on his deal. So next year will be the final year. You know, it was successful. They won a championship, right? Like, that's something that people I don't think really understand, like the casual fan in this idiotic rings culture we live in does all the time. Winning championships is fucking hard, man. Really, really hard. You have to be very good and you have to be very lucky. You need both things to happen. And yo, they got one. And when your number one player is at the advanced age that he is, the likelihood of that is even less. And so for the fact that the Lakers even have one, oh, kudos to y'all, man. That's a, it worked out. The contract was worth it. Signing him was worth it. You got one. Yeah. Whether you get any more going forward seems highly unlikely because again, remember to get Anthony Davis and what you needed, you gave away literally everything. By the way, wouldn't it be nice if you had Brandon Ingram right now, Lonzo Ball? Hmm, just saying, those players might be pretty much better than Russell Westbrook, Malik Monk, you know, whoever else you got on that squad. But you know, it is what it is, right? So you and that's that is the challenge of the NBA is winning now. And also keeping your having your team set up to win in the future. It's funny. I'm listening to the JJ Reddick, uh, Kevin Durant crossover pod that's mm-hmm. been sort of like ballied about on NBA Twitter. And it's fascinating because I, what I love about that, Dexter, and I talked to you about this before, when players talk to each other, they open up in a way that they don't when they talk to us. It's just, it is what it is. And I'm not jealous of it. I mean, I kind of am actually, because it'd be nice if they talk to us that way. But I, I, but I get, understand why the, they don't. You get the comfortability. Yeah, that, that's I get it. Exists. I get right. it. Um, and they talk about Kevin said, look, when you got a guy like a top five guy in the league and it's like, all right, this guy is mad and you, you know, this is, this is one of them dudes. That's when it's time for you to go all in. And that's when it's like, you're not worried about the picks in the future and the whatever. Mm-hmm. And, that, but that's tough though. Right. Look at, look at what Philly did with the trust the process era with Sam Hinkie, Henry Abbott, true hoop, uh, my guy over there, we talk about this all the time, you know. Sam Hinkie had the long view. He's like, we got to take the longest view in the room because GMs, coaches get fired every two, three years. Well, if that's your life cycle every two, three years, we got no time to think about no future. I got to win today, right? Right. So you mortgage in whatever to get the best guys to win now. And the problem is is that when you go all in like that and you don't win now, you have now handicapped the the franchise for the future as well because the cupboards are bare. And this this is your challenge. Cupboards are bare in LA. Uh, that's why we had to play taps on them. Yeah, just 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 had to do that. I, I it's what Gerard would have wanted, people. I'm only doing what Gerard would have wanted to do for the people, man. It was there. We had to pay them the proper respect. Oh, like Gerard said, it's probably about all the disrespect. All right, we're gonna talk about regular season awards uh today. Actually, and, and a little bit of postseason. And the reason Gerard brought this topic up for me, we've actually talked about this before off the show. But a lot of times, you know, like I said, we're talking about who won this. We're debating who should get this, blah, 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 blah. But are we doing the best that we can with the awards that we have? Have we made any improvements to these awards and how we look at them? Or should we be adding more awards? Are there awards that we're not giving out? 
I think these are things all to look at. But I first I want to start with this for people that don't know. It's like, okay, we're talking about awards. Who cares? I generally don't even like award shows. I'll be let me be the first person to put it out there. But there is importance to these NBA awards of Gerard, especially in terms of nowadays, how it can impact people financially. Um, how important are these NBA regular season awards that we debate and discuss every year with nuance? You know, they are very important. Uh, Doris Burke, ESPN analyst, said this the other day on the women's uh, NCAA championship uh, final when she's on the Bird Tarasi simulcast. She said, look, what's hard for her is, you know, making these these selections about all NBA and MVP and DPOI, et cetera, that determines guys' paychecks and salaries. And, you know, that's a big responsibility. And yes, I understand what you're all going to say. But Gerard, they make millions of... Okay, fine. Like, I understand that. But regardless of how much money they make, you decide whether or not someone, what kind of money someone makes based on how they vote. Look at Jason Tatum, right? That contract extension he got because he was not an All-NBA selection was not as much as it could. That cost him, what, 20 or $30 million? Yes, I get it. To the average person in America, you're not crying. And I'm not saying you should cry about it, that, that an already well-compensated Jason Tatum is down 20 or 30. I'm not saying that. But my point is, is that these people's earning potentials are dictated by these awards. And that's a that's a serious deal. So in that respect, in the context of what we're talking about, it is serious. And, you know, whether a guy finishes top five in MVP, makes an all-NBA team or an all-defensive or what, I mean, those things matter. And so, yes, like, in not only that, Dexter, we're doing this because this is about the history of the game, right? right. When you look back at NBA 100 and NBA 125 and all that stuff, who are the guys that made all NBAs? Who are the guys that won MVPs? Who are the guys that finished top five? All those things matter. And so, you know, we we need to give it its proper its proper respect within the context. Absolutely. We really, 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 truly do need to do that. And I think that you hit the nail on the head there about the importance and how it fits into the history of the game, especially when we look back at it. So with that being said, I want you to talk a little about before we get into this uh, bit by bit. You've long said it's time for some new NBA awards. It's time for us to do something new with this. Uh, explain to the people why you believe that, why it is time for us to have some new NBA awards, particularly on the regular season side uh, and the postseason side than we already have. Yeah, I just feel like they're, you know, when we talk about the big award, right, which is MVP, that's the one that everybody focuses on. Um, you know, it's tough because the definition of value is different for every person, right? And that's that's sort of that's sort of your challenge, right? And it's sort of it's like, okay, well, if I view value as X and you view va- value as something else, we may not arrive at the same conclusion. Um, and I'm not saying we should arrive at the same conclusion, but it leaves it opens up the room for so much interpretation. And one of the things I've always championed for is, well, why can't we have an offensive player of the year award? We have a defensive player of the year award. Why can't there be an offensive player of the year award? And you know, an offensive player of the year award isn't necessarily going to be the leading scorer, right? That isn't always what it is. Hmm. Um, you know, let's say someone like last year, for instance, when I was looking at the numbers, I thought Nikola Jokic should have been the offensive player of the year award. Now he also won MVP in a time where you can win both. Like it happens in the NFL, right? Guys can win offensive player of the year and also win MVP at the same time. I mean, it's, it's possible. Um, I think, you know, that's what people often look at, like who scores the most points and now is that relative to X, Y, and Z? And it's like, okay, maybe that's the most important thing, but maybe not, right? Like maybe Giannis has been the best offensive player over the last year, but maybe he's not the most valuable, right? Given the context of his team around, or maybe 
Nikola Jokic is the most valuable given what his team has to deal with, but he hasn't had the most outstanding offenses. Even maybe Joel Embiid has had the most outstanding offensive season, right? Again, we have a defensive player of the year award, so why not do that? And that I think will also help voters when you're into these situations where you're stuck and you're like, I have to reward this other person because what they did, what they've done this year cannot go unnoticed, right? And so it's like, okay, MVP goes to X, but offensive player of the year goes to player Y, right? I think that, and you know, I don't think anybody would have an issue with that. I think we that that would be something that is is well would be well well viewed by the basketball public. Sorry about that. I had myself muted for a second. I think so too. Um, and I also think that it's kind of shocking that we haven't done it yet, right? Considering, like you said, we've seen it in other leagues, we've seen this in uh, you know, sports like soccer mm-hmm. where you know the top goal scorer is awarded mm-hmm. um not saying that it just has to be about scoring to your point but we've seen this done before nfl as you mentioned why can't we do this but let's also shift a little bit to defense right one of the things that i always find interesting is we have uh for all nba we've got three all nba teams but for defense we only have two teams and i've always wondered why is that why do we only have two All-NBA defensive teams. So, Gerard, what do you think about this? I know you have very strong feelings about adding a third uh, All-NBA defensive team. When do you think – do you think it's time for that to happen? Should we see a third NBA All-Defensive team? I believe we have lost Gerard. Uh, Gerard is a little bit frozen here. Um, But this is what happens in live shows sometimes. Well, as soon as we get Gerard back, we will talk uh, a bit about that. But I will talk a little bit more about what Gerard just said before in terms of, you know, is it time for some new NBA awards and my feelings on this? I say yes, it's time for some new NBA awards. We've seen sort of the same thing. One thing that should be of note, and before we talked about this topic, I was looking at this, right? And so in terms of individual awards, guys, the league hasn't created a new individual award determined by on-court performance since 1986. That's when Most Improved Player Award was created. Um, there's been other awards in terms of sportsmanship, things that guys have done off the court, those kinds of things that they've been recognized for. We've seen that. But in terms of on-court performance, not since 1986 has there been a new award, right? Awards have changed in the ways we've seen them over the years. The oldest awards are, you know, the All-Star Game MVP award and the Most Valuable Player Award. Those are the two, excuse me, Rookie of the Year. Rookie of the Year is actually the oldest NBA award. Those are the two oldest awards. Then the All-Star Game MVP. Then came the League MVP, right? So there's been all these things. But like I said, since 86, there just hasn't been an actual award that is based on on court performance we haven't seen that and there's a lot of things i think we can go to with that but i do think the offensive mvp is one of the most logical ones that we could do if we wanted to do you know gerard brought up the fact of Embiid and Jokic and a lot of the talk that's been there and can you get both on first team all nba ballots well maybe you wouldn't have to worry about doing that so much if you had an offensive player of the year award you could reward one of those that won't get mvp um, and really award somebody who's just a gifted offensive player but might not be the most valuable player to their team in terms of wins. Sometimes in some years there's going to be some guys that have fantastic scoring years and put produce great numbers, but it doesn't necessarily translate to winning. Should those dudes be recognized for that? I say yes. 
because it's part of the story and fabric of the NBA. We've seen people kill it in terms of scoring, dishing, whatever, just have an all-around really good offensive game. And I do think there's something to that, and I do think those guys should uh, be rewarded for that. So, you know, that's something that we should absolutely look at and see uh, in terms of that and how it should go. There's no reason we shouldn't look at those things and see if we can change it. Yes, I absolutely think so. What we were going to get to with Gerard, he's having some uh, internet connections, but he will be back with us, is, you know, adding that third all-NBA defensive team. As I said, we've got three when it comes to all-NBA, but we only have two when it comes to defense. And so, you know, why isn't there more value placed on the defense? I think that's something absolutely worthy of being looked at, something we should absolutely look into as well. We are going, this is what we're going to do, guys. We're going to take a really quick break uh, because we're going to try to figure out some things on the side with the technical issues. And then when we come back, uh, we'll continue the conversation. We also have NBA picks coming up for you later in the show. We will talk about that as well. Uh, What games are going on tonight? What could be impacted? So for our betters out there, it's a really interesting time to bet because all these games matter. Still a lot to be determined in seeding. We'll take a quick break. We'll be right back on the NBA Exchange. Backpack Broadcasting continues to bring you the best original sports content, but now you can get more of the content you love. For as little as $3 a month, you can get access to bonus content, including behind-the-scenes footage and interviews from the Sports Walk, Sideline Stories, or the Ain't Hard to Tell podcast. All this exclusive content comes via Patreon. There are tiered levels of patronage, and each Backpack Broadcasting patron receives exclusive perks. Your support helps Backpack Broadcasting create more of the original content that you love. Visit Backpack Broadcasting's Patreon page and become a patron today. The Sports Walk is back. Watch season four of Backpack Broadcasting's original award-winning web series that brings you the opinions of real sports fans in these streets, literally in these streets. The first three seasons and current season with new episodes every Monday are available now on the Backpack Broadcasting YouTube channel. Check out the 2017 NYC WebFest official selection and see what other sports fans have to say on the hottest issues in sports today. It's easy, y'all. Just take the sports walk. All right, guys, we are back. We have Gerard back with us. A little bit of technical difficulties, difficulties, excuse me. But that's how it goes sometimes in live television. But we have Gerard here with us. Gerard, you are back. Uh, glad you were back to join us. <laughs> it was but, wild. All of a sudden, you stopped talking. I was like, uh, but then all my other things, I was like, uh-oh, something's happening to the internet here. <laughs> yeah, I just saw you were fr- I was, You know what's funny? I asked a question, and then I was looking at the screen. For those of us you know, watching, I can see Gerard just as we are. you were seeing us watching. And I was like, oh, Gerard's lips aren't moving. It doesn't look like he's breathing, but the <laughs> picture is frozen. He is here. He is alive oh, and well, wild, but it's fine. Wild. But it's fine. I held it down. We were t- I was talking a little bit about the history of yeah. awards in the NBA and how we haven't since 1986 
had a new award based on individual on-court play. There's, there's been awards in terms of, you know, sportsmanship and those, mm-hmm. those sort of mm-hmm. things, but nothing in terms of on-court play. Most improved player in 1986. That's the last time we've had that award. So we were talking about All-NBA. There's three teams for All-NBA, as you know, Gerard, and our, our loyal and viewers and listeners, they know that too. But for all-defensive team, there's only two teams, mm-hmm. right? There's three mm-hmm. teams for All-NBA, only for de- all-defenses, only two teams. Never quite sure why three and two yeah. don't understand that. Yeah. But you're a fan of adding a third team, uh, yes. correct? Why do you think it's time for us to do that and give more love to the defenders out there? Well, part of the reason I think, too, is, extra, is that the league is just better now. There are more talented and more skilled players top to bottom in this entire NBA. And so, you know, we need to find ways in which to credit and 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 value and honor those people, right? I mean, every year, what do we talk about? Oh, who gets snubbed from All-Star? Oh, who gets snubbed from All-NBA? I mean, all defense, only 10 guys. I mean, you're really saying that only 10 players in the NBA worthy of being considered among the best defenders, right? So if you have 15 guys who are all all league, right, why shouldn't there be 15 guys that are all defensive, right? I just think it, it has some consistency there. Um and then, of course, you know, my my third award or third idea for an award, we can talk about that if you like as well. Yeah, no, we're gonna talk, we're gonna, we'll, we'll talk about that too, right? And so you kind of already, you already hit on this one, the offensive player of the year, but I do have this question asked, well, why? Why why do we not have an offensive player of the year award? It also kind of goes to the question, why have we not added a new award since 1986? That's a long time yeah. in terms yeah. of we have not changed anything in terms of these individual regular season awards. Why do you think there is not an offensive player of the year award? I mean, probably because, you know, the NBA and, 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 its, and its voters, it, like one of the things that makes sports what it is, is tradition. And this, and uh, yes, I know, <laughs> as I see Dexter roll his eyes in the back, like it, you know, it, tradition is one of those things that like makes sports what it is and why fans latch on to sports so much and why we love sports so much. Right. But, you know, if you don't adapt and change, you die. Right. And so I talk about this all the time, like, look, the way in which we consume sports now is different. It's not like it was 20, 30, 40, 50 years ago. And, you know, we need to evolve and change with the times. And this is not even a big ask or a big evolution ad for, for an offensive player of the year award, right? I, I don't think it's it's anything revolutionary or, or, or special about that. I just think that, you know, again, there's so much talent in the league. We have to find ways in which to credit and honor all this talent. I'm, I'm with you on that. Okay, so one of the other ones, and I, I want to be clear on this because – uh posted the link to the show last night and someone on Facebook saw it and they saw the topic and they were conversing with me back and forth. And I'm actually, I'm going to let Gerard talk about this before I get into that. But one of the things that you've been big on is adding a playoff MVP award. Uh, explain how you see that award working, how it should go and, and how it should be awarded. Explain that to the people. So we gave we give out a finals MVP award, right? So basically it's going to be often more often times than not, it is the player who leads the winning finals team in scoring wins that award, right? That is who your finals MVP is. However, over the course of a playoff, an entire playoff uh, uh, you know, tournament, there are players who do things that are exceptional who may not ultimately win the, the big trophy and should get some recognition for that. Uh, I go back to the 2015 season when Andre Iguodala won for the Golden State Warriors. I mean, LeBron James was down. Kyrie Irving and Kevin Love took the mighty Golden State Warriors to six games literally by himself. He took one of the highest paced teams in the league, and he, LeBron James, grinded.
think we had issues with uh, Gerard's internet again, but the point he was making, uh, which is one of that LeBron James had a fantastic playoff performance that year in 2016. Um, just getting that Cavs team to the finals, they had nobody there. They He still was able to get it, and that's something that should have been awarded for his excellence during that playoff run. Now, what I was pointing out that I was discussing with somebody before this show on Facebook, um, it was amazing to me that, or this person found out, I don't want to speak for everybody, but he seemed to believe that or think that the NBA Finals Award is the playoff MVP award, um, only to for me to explain to him, like, no, that's not it. That's for, as Gerard said, generally supposed to be the best or most valuable player of that final series, not the entire playoffs. We do not have an award that rewards a great performance for the entire playoffs. And, you know, I generally think it would probably, and I asked Gerard about this once he gets back on, should, you know, is there going to be a minimum amount of rounds? You have to at least play two rounds. Is it possible you have to play three rounds? Like, what what does it take? What's, I'd like to know what his criteria for that is. But to be clear, the NBA Finals MVP award is not an award that gives you the MVP for the entire playoffs, right? It, it does not do that. You know, the, to the reference of Andre Iguodala in 2015 winning the award, it's not like Andre Iguodala, who's a very good player, was fantastic or MVP worthy for the Warriors that entire playoffs. I mean, for that entire playoff run, you know, sans the finals, you can argue it was Steph Curry. Uh, they used the engine that stirred the, 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 you know, gas that made the engine grow, the straw that stirred the drink there. Um, so th- there was no doubt about that whatsoever. So I-, I think that a playoff MVP award is something that absolutely positively is necessary, needs to work, should be done. I think you could tell the story about some great performances to the playoffs. You could look at somebody even last year didn't get to the finals, whether it's uh, Trey Young. I mean, some years I think it could be two people. I think you could look at Giannis last year and say, yeah, he won the finals MVP, but was also a very logical and fair choice that he could have won the playoff MVP. Um, you look at what Kevin Durant did in, with the injuries last year with Brooklyn, willing that team. I was there in the building for that game five, 49-point performance masterpiece. Okay, you look at those things, you say, well, could he win a playoff MVP? Sure, he really kept that team alive. And they were, you know, I hate to re- be reductive and bring it down to, you know, a smaller shoe size away from probably being the Eastern Conference Finals and who knows what would have happened. So there's ways I think we could think about awards in terms of honoring other people, as Gerard is saying, and looking at different ways we could do it that tells the whole story. I think Gerard brings up a good point in that the league is as skilled as it's ever been before. There's absolutely positively no doubt about it. We have not seen this much skill in the league. There's better offensive players. There's better defensive players, right? I think the coaching is smarter and better and more innovative than we've ever seen. So you have to, as the skill gets better and players become more skilled, you got to reward that. Um, you got to really tell the story. We have some fantastic defenders in this league. They should definitely be talked about and mentioned uh, in terms of the defense. We should know the top 15. I'm fine. I want to know who the top 15 defenders were in a period of time across the season, across the era. Those are things I would want to know. want to know who the best offensive players you know if we want to do an all nba offensive team i'm fine with that too because there are players who are fantastically great on offense and not so great on defense you know like a trey young or somebody else but these are things that i would want to see as well too so i i do think it's 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 important and i do think adding a playoff mvp is interesting i think it also will give 
to the point that I was discussing with the person on Facebook, I think it actually would give some more clarity to the finals MVP. Because I do not think the person that was talking with me is alone in that thought and thinking that the finals MVP is a sort of playoff MVP award, right? Like, or, or they, they want it to be. And I, I don't, those are two different things. It's just the MVP of that series. But I think having a playoff MVP would add a little bit of more clarity uh, to that. I, th- I, I, re- I really think that it would. I think it would add some more clarity to that. Now, in terms of, I also wanted to talk a little bit about not other than awards and Gerard and I at the top of the show, we talked about the Lakers. They got eliminated last night. One of the interesting things I think right now in this NBA, in this final week, we look at the Eastern Conference, guys, and in the Eastern Conference, the top six playoff berths have been clinched, okay? It's now just a matter of seeding. How does this all work? How does this play out, right? Number one seed looks like it's probably going to go to Miami. Okay, it looks like that is going to happen. They have two games left to play. They have a two and a half game lead over Boston, Milwaukee, and Philadelphia. They bought those are two, three, and four respectively due to tiebreakers right now. The Heat have won five in a row. They're looking good after that fight. We will be talking some Heat basketball on Friday with my man Brian Fonseca. You know he'll be pumped up to talk about that. So we'll talk a little about them. They look like they're going to be the number one seeds. Are they the favorites favorites in the East? Some people think so. Some people do not. That is really interesting. Now, after that, after the top four spots, it talks about how two to four, they're all tied at two and a half games. Five and six right now. Raptors, Bulls. Raptors sitting in the fifth position. Okay. Got a nice win over Atlanta last night, 46 and 33. They would play the Sixers, would be the road team in the first round right now. It's very possible. They could still drop to six. The Bulls are only a game back of them. The Bulls have a big game tonight against the Boston Celtics. Uh, right now, it's a big game for the Bulls. They have not played well, four and six in their last ten. They've lost two in a row. Uh, if they move up to five, Toronto goes down to six. It'll be interesting to see, uh, or Boston drops to three. It'll be very interesting to see if the Raptors and the Celtics play with all the vaccination nonsense that's going on around there. Talked about that last week with Josue Pavon when he was on the show and everything that's going on with that. So those are your top six right now. The play-in in the East is locked, okay? Not in terms of matchups, but in terms of the teams that will be in the play-in. We know the Cavs will be in the play-in, the Burnettes will be in the play-in, the Hawks will be in the play-in, and the Hornets will be in the play-in. Now, who plays who and who plays who where, that is still yet to be determined. All the teams, Cleveland, the space between Cleveland and the Hornets is two and a half games right? Depends on how much everybody, some game, some teams have three games left to play. Uh, the Cavs have two. The rest of the teams have three. The Cavs have two games left to play. So very interesting. The Cavs have lost two in a row. Terrible loss last night to the Magic. Uh, they're in danger. The Nets could still move up to seven, as high as seven. So could the Hawks. It's going to be a little bit tougher for the Hornets. So a lot of movement still there to determine who plays where right now. If the Nets right now, they're in a better position than they were a couple of days ago. Double elimination. Uh, they do not have to play right now if they're at eight. Uh, they have double elimination, excuse me, they would have if they go down to nine or ten. They'd be in a single elimination scenario. So it's extremely interesting to see um, what can go on there. We will see what happens in terms of the East. Now, in terms of the West, all the playoff spots, bursts have not been clinched yet, right, in terms of the top six. Five have, 
The Jazz, uh, Mavericks, Jazz at five, Mavericks at four, Warriors at three, Grizzlies at two, Suns obviously dominating the league 63 and 16. They are at one. The Nuggets still have not clinched the playoff spot at 47 and 33. They're half game behind the Jazz who moved ahead of them for the fifth spot uh, right now. The Timberwolves, who had a tough loss last night, they they really needed that game. They're a game behind the Nuggets. Uh, excuse me, two games behind the Nuggets, full games behind the Nuggets. They have two games to play. So do the Nuggets in their two full games. So they're going to need to win out and need the Nuggets to lose both. And I'm actually not sure what the tie-breaking situation is there, but that's the hope. So Nuggets win one. They're in at the six. Timberwolves need to win out here if they want to avoid the play-in. Right? The rest of the play-in berths, they're all locked by virtue of the Lakers being eliminated last night. That means the Clippers, the Pelicans, San Antonio will all be in the play-in. Now the Clippers... They're pretty much stuck at eight in the eight spot right now. So it'll be very interesting. They can't get any higher than that. The Timberwolves, if they make the play, they're going to be seven. That is what it is. The Pelicans and the Spurs, they could flip-flop for 9-10. We will see how that goes. All right. My man Gerard Hector is back. I spent a lot of time. See, this is doing TV for a long time. You got to know how to fill the space, how to talk live, you got to get it going. So we just talked a little bit uh, about the NBA here. We got it done. But I'm going to bring Gerard in here. Gerard is Gerard is back with us. Gerard, I don't have any audio for you. No audio for you for right now. We got no audio for Gerard right now. But don't worry, we'll fix that. One other technical difficulty. What, what does it matter? Wi-Fi doesn't work sometimes. Sometimes the audio doesn't work. It's fine. Gerard, Gerard will be back with us in a second. But very interesting scenarios, guys, in the play-in and play, playoff playoff situation right now. So very interesting. Check, Gerard, check, are you check, with us? Check, there check, we go. Check, check. Your mic sounds nice. Check one, check one. <laughs> Your mic sounds nice. You listen, this is this ha- this is we're dealing with technology. When the rain comes, this happens sometimes. It is I mean, it is listen, all I'm gonna say right now is let's just hop into this real quick because who knows what's gonna happen in 10 more minutes. So <laughs> that is true. Let's let's get into it. Let's let's go right back. You were talking about adding the playoff yeah. uh, MVP award. So we just similar to what the NHL does, right? With 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 the Conn Smythe yeah. Trophy, right? Where it is is awarded to the entire playoff MVP, right? As opposed to just the person who is on the winning team in the final. And let's be fair, like the, the person who we've seen losers, losers. That sounds terrible, but we've seen we've seen the people who've lost the Stanley Cup final with that, you know, win that award. So I I, I just think that you know. Again, who is the most valuable player to his team during the entire playoff tournament? It oftentimes is a winner, but sometimes it's not, right? Like, sometimes you can put up a historic run. Let's say your team gets to the conference finals seven games and the finals is a dud one way or the other and no one really stands out, but your team wouldn't have gotten to seven games of the finals without you. Hey, man, and you put up historic numbers. That should be rewarded, right? But it's a problem that we have, I think, optically, with quote-unquote losers winning right like that mm-hmm. is that is like right that's part of american exceptionalism and our whole thing about like the individual triumphs overall and all these silly ridiculous narratives that we like that tell good stories but that isn't always necessarily true it, it is not do you think that it gives some more clarity to the finals mvp award because i was saying this when you when you were gone that there was somebody before i did the show who saw the topic and was like, wait, but isn't the finals MVP award, isn't that the playoff MVP? And I was like, no. No, And explaining that it's just the finals, it's just for that series, right? Like, it's just that. This kind of gives some distinction. And for you, what would it, could it be somebody that lost in the conference finals? Could they get the playoff MVP award? Would that be a possibility for you? 
Let's is there say, a minimum amount of rounds that would have to be played? Yeah, I think you'd have to put up historic numbers if your team lost in the conference semis, right? Okay. Like, and I mean historic. Like you would be averaging damn near 50 a night, right? Like something like that. Close to what Kevin Durant did like last year with the with the Brooklyn Nets it, it, to the Milwaukee Bucks. I, I right? actually mentioned that as an example. <laughs> I mentioned that, right? right. So, something, something close to that. Um, and even that may not be enough, but I think, you know, conference finals, again, your team advances that far seven games and you just, again, you've, you've done historic. And then let's say the finals turns out to be a dud. It's a four game sweep or in this finals, nobody stands out as being particularly excellent in that, in that finals. It's like, but we have to give it to someone who wins on a finals team. So whoever led the league, whoever led the final team scoring, okay, we'll give it to that person. And it's like, but were they the playoff MVP? Right. 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 No, it's, it's, it, it, it'll be interesting. I'm, I'm for it. I like all these changes. Okay, here's another thing. This this came from my question on this came from the person who brought up this conversation to me. Should players get hardware for leading the league in various categories? So should we give some hardware to the assist leader, to the scoring leader, to the rebound leader? Should we give awards in terms of that? What do you think about that? So we know that, the, I mean, whoever leads the league in scoring is a thing, and whoever leads the league in assists is a thing. But do they act, I mean, I think they get something, right? Don't they get something? I think they get something in the do mail. They- Kevin, Kevin Durant, I think Kevin Durant talked about it. It's, you get something from the league. No. I don't know what it is, but it's it. Look, it, it doesn't look like how the MVP trophy look, looks, right? Like it doesn't look like that. But right. but you get something when you are leading the league in scoring, etc. Okay, that I, that 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 I'm for, and I like that. Here's my last thing because I did not like when this happened. I I'm not a big fan of the NBA award show because I don't like award shows. But I would like to see them return to giving the individual NBA awards during the playoffs. There was something cool to me about getting the MVP on the trophy, giving the trophy to the person on the court. They get to hold it up in front of the fans. The fans get to enjoy it with them. They've taken that out, and I do not like that at all whatsoever. I do not (laughs) like this award show. Look, I know what you're going to say, Gerard. Dex, you know. You're in the broadcast journalism. You know it. This is to have another show so we can. No, you know, I wasn't going to say that. Oh, no, you're not going to go with that. Okay. Right. I, I was going to say the reason why you like it is to see when someone gets the MVP award and they get punked by somebody else that same night on the floor. That's probably why you like it. <laughs> I do like. I do like something about that. I do like something about that. You know. You know. Or 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 the awkward situation of when the uh, we believe Warriors knocked out the the Mavericks. And mm-hmm. they couldn't hand Dirk the trophy in the second round like they should have because he didn't make it. I, I, I do I do think there's something cool about the person getting it and, and you know, the fans cheering them and serenading them. I, there's something cool about that. I, I right. do like that. But, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, league has, the league has to put on a show. We, we know how that goes. <laughs> all right. All right. We, look, we don't know what's going to happen with Gerard's internet. So what we're going to do is we are going to take a very, very, very quick break. And when we come back, we got our NBA picks. Look, man, Gerard helped me win some money last night. He helped y'all win some money last night. If you were watching the Seven Footers uh, betting show, that's what they do on Tuesday Every nights, week, I give you at least one winner. At, at least, least one. one. Yeah, that, you, you need a shirt that says that. Every week, I give you at least one winner. We gotta get that. We'll see if we give you some winners tonight when we come back on the NBA Exchange. Are you looking for a better way to play player props or daily fantasy sports? Well, look no further than Prize Picks. Prize Picks is the leading over-under daily fantasy game. Why? Because it's so easy to use and win. You can make your picks in under 30 seconds and win up to 10 times your money in one day. Right now, we have a special offer for our viewers and listeners of the NBA Exchange. 
All you got to do is sign up now and use the promo code NBAEX. Prize picks will match your first deposit up to $100. Yep, that's right. They'll match your first deposit up to $100. So join the over 150,000 others who found a better way to play. Download the Prize Picks app today. That's right. That's right. Check out that prize picks code NBA EX. You know, you want to win some money? Check it out. Stuff with prize picks. You can do that. Okay. Uh, we got some interesting games tonight. Uh, Gerard and I, as usual, Gerard picked one of the games I picked, and we had to switch <laughs> out of that. Uh, Gerard, what's your, what's your first game tonight, man? Uh, I want to pick a game near and dear to your heart. Um, uh, I don't know if I have any heart in terms of rooting for basketball now, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Knicks versus Nets. Uh, Woohoo! Second, second night of a back to back for Brooklyn. Nets, uh, five point favorites. Um, you know, Stephen Bonded Daily News came out with a, with a piece, I think, yesterday that said Knicks looking for revenge against the Nets and, you know, just hyping up whatever. I mean, look, the, the Nets won the first three games of the series, even if the Knicks do win tonight. Okay, great. Like, you're eliminated. You're not making the playoffs. However, it is the first time that Kyrie and KD will be in Madison Square Garden this season. Um, with full fans in attendance, and we know what that means because, um, you know, they were the two players that were supposed to go to New York and, you know, change around that franchise's fortune. It didn't happen. I mean, listen, that, that was the talk. I'm not saying that that was the talk, right? Why you, got, then, why, why, why you got to be bringing up old stuff? Though? Why, <laughs> why you got to be bringing up old stuff? And, and then at the, be, at the beginning <laughs> of this season, after a double overtime win against the Boston Celtics, there was a lovely video that took place outside of Madison Square Garden where Nick fans were feeling themselves, getting excited, talking about KD. Don't you wish you came to the Knicks? Like all this excitement, Bing Bong. Like, hey man, um, it, it seems like Bing Bong was a long time ago. <laughs> oh, 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 does it feel like a long time ago? Oh, it does. Oh, it does. Look, the, the, the Nets need this game because they want to continue to. They can still. If they went out, they're in the seventh spot, right? So they they can get themselves into the seventh spot, and that means they will host the eighth seed for the playing tournament, right? And as opposed to going on the road, which is always more beneficial to play at home, keep your routine, et cetera. Um, look, I think watching the game yesterday, Kyrie went off against Houston. Durant was kind of like pacing himself, doing the whole, like, I'm the playmaker thing. I think he knew. It's like, I'm out of a back-to-back. I got to come out tonight in the garden and do my mm-hmm. thing. So I like the, the Nets to win this one. I like the points, minus five. I think they win this one. It'll be close for a bit, but I think they'll pull away late down the stretch. No Julius Randle, no no Nerlens Noel, no Derrick Rose for the Knicks. Um, yeah, RJ Barrett would be hopping, so which is good for you guys. You get to see the young. This is what your young team will look like in the future. Quickly, Toppin, Grimes, uh, RJ Barrett. I mean, that's what you actually want. This is the future of your team. Uh, but I do think again, Durant does his thing. So. If you're looking for a single game, single game parlay, I look for a Nets win and Durant to score 30 plus tonight. Um, yeah. I like that. Yeah. I like that. I actually like that parlay a lot. I think and the Nets are motivated. Uh, we had somebody checking in. Uh, Slinksy YouTube. I'm so surprised the Raptors are the fifth seed, so they can send him read going home crying again, like in 2019, because we know Harden in the playoffs. Damn. I wow. mean, I mean, I mean, we might get to that series and. Um, I, I, look, man, I ain't gonna shame anybody for crying. I'm not here to do that. But uh, who knows? We really want to see the Raptors play the Celtics. Gerard and I just wanted to be messy on that. We want to see the Raptors. There play is the a player on the Sixers who is not vaccinated. I I, I can't tell who it is. It's it's mm. I don't. It's not Embiid. Um, and it's not Harden. 
but right. there is a player on the Celtics um, on the Sixers, Sixers who is not vaccinated. So that'll be an interesting series to see who that is. Be interesting to see that. All right, I, I'm with Gerard on the on the Nets over the Knicks uh, tonight. I do think it'll be close, but I think they'll cover. Um, I think the Knicks will play hard. The young guys have been playing hard, and they'll want to get their first win against their crosstown rivals this season. Look, Gerard, you know rivalries matter, man. You saw what UNC did to Coach K, which <laughs> made you happy. You know about all that. <laughs> you know Sent them out a loser. Ah, out a wonderful. Loser. <laughs> wonderful. All right. My game, first game tonight, I got the Dallas Mavericks, uh, minus 11, 11 point favorites versus the Detroit Pistons. Uh, I love this matchup. The Pistons. Now, let's put some respect on the Pistons' name. You haven't been able to say it a lot. They've played very hard. People need to respect what Dwayne Casey's done, particularly in the second half of the season. They've played hard. They've played a lot of teams hard, but I don't think tonight. I think the Mavs know exactly what is in front of them they have a fantastic opportunity they win this game they pretty much clinch at least the four seed they still have a chance to move and leapfrog golden state for third they understand i think how important for home court advantage for, is for them here i think if they play a team like the utah jazz which they'd be slated to match up against right now i would actually pick them to win because i have no faith in the jazz we saw the grizzlies almost did to them last night without john morant um i like the mavericks here i think they will cover very easily if you get anything with Luca plus 26, plus 27 points, I would add that too and take the over. I don't know if I'd play around with a Luca triple-double because I think they'll probably blow him out and you won't get enough minutes. But I like the Mavs here to handle business on the road in Detroit and lock up at least the four seeds in the playoff. I think this is one of your best bets of the night that you can get. Uh, take the take the, take the the Jazz here. And so I would, I would go with that. Uh, we got uh, Slinky. We thank you for checking in. And this is actually what we're going to be talking about next. Bulls-Celtics should be a good game tonight. Gerard, I know you agree. You're going to talk about that in terms of betting. You got uh, Bulls-Celtics. Yeah. How you like I, this one? I was hoping it would not be the second out of a back-to-back for Chicago. Um, that would make it an even better game because, again, I want Boston to lose so they can end up closer to playing, to playing Toronto in the postseason. But the way Boston's guarding right now, second out of a back-to-back, as I said, for the Chicago Bulls, I, I just don't like this game for Chicago. Uh, I think Boston wins this pretty comfortably. I like Boston minus seven and a half here. If you're looking for single game parlays, Tatum and Brown have been doing their thing. Um, look for 20, 20 plus points, 25 plus points apiece for both tonight um, and a Celtics win. I like that. I, I like to hear Chicago's not been playing good basketball. Yeah, and they, they've late. just been, they've been struggling and it looks like Lonzo ball with the, the recovery time. It ain't looking good. And I think it didn't you know, come out yesterday. He will not return. He will miss the, he will not return for the regular yeah. season. Yeah. And you know, he's such a key for them. You know, it's funny, Dexter, really quick on Lonzo. Yeah. He's a ceiling raiser, right? Not a floor raiser, a mm. ceiling raiser. When you have good enough talent already around him in DeRozan and Zach Levine, you then have him on the floor to be a defender, uh, someone to push the pace in transition and playmake. I mean, that is, and he's hitting he was hitting the shots, like right knocking down 40% of his threes. He is excellent when he is your third best player, right? Like, oh, now, now you're talking. That raises his basketball IQ and what he does raises the ceiling of that team. And you saw when they had him and Alex Caruso on the floor, that is a nightmare for ball handlers and point of attack and the Chicago Bulls defense. And it's unfortunate we're not going to get to see that this postseason. Not going to get to see it this postseason. Uh, Blonzo's shutdown was announced yesterday uh, for the rest of the season. So it was a wrap for him. In terms of that, uh, Slink D, I see you asking when does game one of the playoffs start? That would be uh, not next weekend, it'd April be the following 16th. weekend, April mm-hmm. 16th. It's the first game ones that we will see. 
Uh, so we're, we're excited for that. Next week we'll be doing a lot of playoff previewing, breaking down these matchups, especially when we see what happens with the playing tournament. So it, it should be should be interesting. Thanks for checking in, Slinky. Uh, last game for me of the night, um, I actually realized I lost my game here. No, I do have it right here. It is the Washington Wizards versus the Atlanta Hawks. Uh, both teams on back-to-backs. Interesting. Atlanta needs to win here. For the very minimum, at least, there's still a chance they could move up to even eight. But they also want to protect where they are at nine right now, which is they would host uh, the first game in the play-in tournament. They are in a double, a double need to win twice to get in. So it's very interesting because of that. And they're coming off of a loss to Toronto last night. I think they'll be very motivated to get this. They're playing against a team that is not as good defensively as Toronto. Gerard called that last night, thought that Toronto would cause them a lot of problems. Defensively, they did. They shut them down in the final minute and they, they executed much better. But I do think this is the perfect cure and a back-to-back for Atlanta here. I think they can score a lot of points. Uh, I would be inclined in this game. Please bang the over. Uh, none of these teams play defense at all whatsoever. But I like the Hawks to win uh, by 10 or more points. If you a little bit have a little bit of trepidation with that line, with them on a back-to-back, look for an alternative spread. Maybe drop down a couple of points. Get it down to 7.5, 6.5. You'll lose some of the odds there. But I think it's a safe one to go. I think they'll be motivated to win. Obviously, they're hoping Brooklyn loses and they can move up into eight, uh, which is why it's a big game for both those teams. If you're in any of these playing spots right now, particularly in the East, as I said before, how everything can move, you want to get wins right now. Um, and that's what they can be getting up as close to seven. So I think they'll be motivated against the Knicks. So I'm betting this for almost the same reason Gerard is betting on the Nets against the Knicks, also because there's just no more Bing Bong. But I'm betting them because I just think the motivation is there for Atlanta. I think they'll bounce back. They'll understand they got a home game against a hopeless Wizards team, and I think they get the job done here uh, down in the ATL. So we will see. Uh, That is our picks uh, for tonight. Look, we got through the picks with no technical difficulties. Jesus, thank God. Look look at that. Come on. Hey, Verizon, step it up, man. Come on, man. Get get y'all stuff together up here, man. Let's let's step it up and get together. All right, that that is it for this edition of the NBA Exchange. Friday, Friday, it's going to look like it's the Ain't Hard to Tell podcast, but it's not the Ain't Hard to Tell podcast. You know who's joining me, Brian Fonseca. And what's he going to be talking about, Gerard? What's Brian going to be talking about? Violence. (laughs) (laughs) Well, yes, very possibly that too. But he's going to talk about his Miami Heat. Yes, of course. Uh, He'll be talking about that. Uh, Very likely they will be the number one seed in the East. We'll hear what he thinks about that, their chances in the playoffs. You know what he's going to say, folks. Gonna gonna mention it's, it's, it's all Brian team, you know. It's gonna it's be all, all, all kinds of. They're gonna win. <laughs> Nobody wants to see them. Dan Adebayo's defensive play of the year. Tyler Hero's sixth man of the year. Eric Spoelstra's the greatest coach of all time, and he would lovely like to kiss Pat Riley's rings. This is all we're going to get on Friday's episode, but it should be a fun one next week. Uh, Gerard and I will have a lot to talk about in terms of breaking down these matchups. Um, looking at who can do what, because we'll have a little bit of clarity by then, also with the play-in tournament. So it should be fun next week, and hopefully next week, Verizon, get your act together. Get yourself together, not, Verizon. Not messing up, uh, up uh, Gerard's internet. We, we need Four. nuance, people. Come on, man. Keep nuance with the internet. Yeah, yeah man. They had, they, had, they had me out here by myself. I would play taps on the Lakers again, but I'm not going to do that. I'm going to be. I'm going to be. I'm going to be nice here. He's Gerard. I'm Dexter Henry. Until next time, y'all. Peace.